Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. From Trackside, 24 hours a day. This is Mobile One Radio Le Mans. The morning's entertainment continues in a moment or two with the second of the Road to Le Mans races for race week. Already one race under the belt with uh, victory earlier on for Mikkel Jensen and Kefan Berlo in the Euro International entry. That race happened on Saturday and in store in about six minutes time is the second 55 minute race for Road to Le Mans. But this also forms a round of the Michelin Le Mans Cup as well. LMP3 cars bag loads of them together with eight GT3 cars are about to do battle and this is for many the highlight of the season after visits already to Le Castellet in the south of France at Circuit Paul Ricard and the previous round happening in Italy at the Monza circuit. It's Johnny Palmer and from dailysportscar.com the editor of that website Graham Goodwin to take you through it. We've already had Graham an entertaining first race and this another opportunity for all of these drivers that are still relatively new as far as experience is concerned to the the whole week of Le Mans effectively but they get unleashed onto the eight and a half mile circuit and this is a real thrill for everyone involved absolutely good morning everybody and good morning Johnny of course and uh, better still there were some thrills and spills in the Thursday race for the road to Le Mans which brings a number of the fancy drivers a some little way down the grid Pro-Am uh, lineups of course uh, for most of these cars apart from a, a number that are Am-Am some uh, emerging stars amongst them and uh, we'll take you through the runners and riders and uh, give you an idea particularly of trackside uh, for the ones to look out for climbing up that order uh, there's going to be some thrills here the qualifying took place much earlier on in the race managed to get 13 laps done by the way in race one of the week as i say it was a, it was a win for the number 11 euro international entry with john Fowle and sean rayhall uh, about 20 seconds back come the chequered flag in the second of Ligier JSP3. This one from United Autosports and Car 33 will start from fifth position in today's race. John Falb to start that car to hang, hand over to his silver graded teammate. Third position, the number three DKR engineering entry for Jens Pettersson and Leonard Hugenboom, a favourite amongst uh, name uh, uh, people that favourite particular names I suppose and uh, that name certainly going down as uh, somebody's uh, uh, favourite for the entry so Leonard Hugenboom and Jens Pettersson winning the first and second races of the year and they go through into sort of not quite favourite because they were outrun as I say by Mikkel Jensen and Kayvan Berlow uh, in Thursday's event. So these cars will only do 55 minutes because they're fuel tank limitation. Um, and obviously much of this circuit is 80% full it's throttle. Full throttle. Yeah. So they're going to use an awful lot of fuel uh, throughout the, the race and perhaps more so than a lap around the Paul Ricard circuit. The cars are now on their green flag lap. 
Uh, indeed they are, and uh, the first car behind the Porsche safety car is the 39 Graf car. Eric Trillier is at the wheel of that car. The number 30 CD Sports car, so two normas at the front of the grid. Laurence Ur aboard that car. Uh, you've just heard Johnny talking about Mikkel Jensen. He will start the number 11, uh, the Euro International car that won uh, on Thursday. That's the first of the Then it's another Norma completing the second row. Jens Pettersen will start the DKR engineering car. Uh, that's the number three. They're the top four. Then the first, the United Autosports car, John Falb, will start the car. Sean Rahal will have later aboard that. Uh, these are the guys that uh, that won the title in the European Le Mans Series last year. Mike Benham uh, is aboard the Land Racing car, number 25. Another Norma. Very total-looking paint scheme uh, on that car. It, uh, believe me, it is an MP3, all powered, of course, by the same Nissan engine. Uh, after that, second of the Graf cars, number 40 car, another Norma, followed then by the first of five, yes, count them five, entered by Kurikos Nielsen. It is young Colin Noble from Scotland aboard that Ligier. Watch for his form in the number 79 car. Ricardo Sanchez, uh, ex-winner of the Nissan GT Academy, is aboard another Ligier, this time for SPV Racing, the number 44 car, managed by Exlemont winner overall, Stanley Dickens, that 44 car. And completing the top 10 is the TFT So 24 car, uh, another Norma. So it is six Normas, four Ligiers in the top 10 and the order, Johnny, to start this race. And the best GT car is way back at uh, 22nd position for Kessel Racing. Certainly Kessel will start as one of the favourites as well, having won the opening uh, normal races of the season. They being two-hour affairs in support of the European Le Mans series. Uh, But this being a slightly shorter affair, it was actually AF Corsa, uh, their near cousins who took the victory, AF Corsa and Kessel Racing, are stars in preparing Ferraris, whether they be 458 or 488. And it is still Leonard Hugenboom and Jens Pettersen who lead the championship on 64 points. It's half points this weekend for each of the 55-minute races. So Graf and CD Sport on the front row. They're both Normas, and then the best of the Ligiers having qualified in third position. It'll, is Mikkel Jensen for Euro International that starts in third place alongside the DKR engineering machine of Jens Pettersen. Then John Faub and Michael Benham in the 33 and 25, respectively. You do not necessarily have to start with your bronze-graded driver. Some have chosen to put in their silver or indeed their gold if they have one. Try and get the car away in the distance and then hand it over to their lesser experienced and generally less quick driver to try and bring it home in a good position. So a little bit of a topsy-turvy strategy, but that's what we love about this race. For the second time then in Le Mans Race Week, we're about to get underway for the Road to Le Mans event. Already victory uh, earlier on for Mikkel Jensen and Kei van Berlo. What can they do in the number 11 Euro International car? It's a very tidy start, I would say. And then all of a sudden the green flag is waved and they splay out to almost five abreast through the Dunlop curve. This is hopefully going to be a clean run through the chicane for the first time of asking. The DKR engineering car losing positions though in its orange and black livery and a spin for CD Sport and that's Laurence Herr who has wrought havoc further behind. And it was also the pole setting car the uh, the Graf racing car that went around there. So 39 Norma uh, took a spin as well. 
So it wasn't Laurence Hoyer, I beg your pardon. The CD Sport car got through there cleanly. I think it might have been the 60 car anyway. We've left. Uh, we've ended up with several cars in the gravel. And let's try and pick your uh, pick the way through the order at this stage. Is it side by side as well for the number 14 car trying to slot up the inside? That's one of the RLR cars. That's Jürgen van Utrecht. That's a man to watch in the 14 car. They had a bit of bad luck through the week, in fact. Uh, in the number 14 car started the race around 15th place but making up time and making up places so keep an eye on the young Dutchman in the 14 car that's the white car with a bronze stripe up the midway of the car and the uh, livery that is familiar to European Le Mans series fans the ultimate livery which is red and white car 19 being driven by Jean-Baptiste Lahaye for the opening stint just slotting through there into sixth position there was also almost a bit of side-by-side contact I think you're going to get this jostling in position over the opening lap and a car going straight on at the Forza Motorsport chicane we're still trying to piece together exactly how many cars we lost into the gravel trap at the Dunlop uh, chicane well through all of that Johnny astoundingly the top eight are now all normas Uh, Mike Benham coming up from sixth position in the London racing car to run second at the moment but who is getting away here oh and a big big Side-to-side contact coming into the braking zone for the second chicane between two of the Ferraris. That's the two leaders in GT3. It was Marco Chocci. Chocci being assaulted by Sergio Pianazzola. Pianazzola trying to get the car stopped into the second of the chicanes. The car pitched right as it slowed and slammed into the side of Marco Chocci. So all of a sudden, after we started with eight GT3 cars, we're down to six. And the two favourites, really, for this second race of the week out of the race it's also claimed at least one lmp3 car because somebody in graph racing overalls having to try and clamber over the barrier and i think they were very much the innocent party as well drama on this opening lap graham goodwin that was very very clumsy indeed i'm afraid uh, coming into the second chicane looked to uh, dive up the inside that was never going to work there way 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 too late and the safety car is being deployed this is just about the first safety car we've had in days assuming it wasn't one in the Aston Martin race. I was trying to pay attention to that throughout it, at the same time getting prepared for this event. There was one safety car in the uh, in the Aston Martin race. I'm now being told by Trussers and by Nick Damon. So support races. Oh, and the leader's not been picked up by the lead safety car, I notice. It's uh, safety indeed. car B, and car 30 somehow has managed to squeeze ahead of, car, uh, of safety car B. Now, we have seen uh, in fairly recent, I think we did it uh, we did it in the European Le Mans series, didn't we, that they instructed the two leaders that weren't picked up by the safety car. Uh, I just realised you weren't up, Monza, were you? So you don't know. That. So they uh, slowed the safety, uh, two leaders down and Plenty allowed the safety car. Plenty of people would have been paying attention, though, I hope. So they'll understand. Allowed the safety car to pass that car. So let's wait and see how race control deal with it. But you're right, has not picked up the number 30 Norma. Uh, might be worth after that freneticism. Just a quick run through where we are. Uh, there's a start again. So watch for the 39 car as we come onto the Dunlop Bridge in just a quarter of two's time here. It already lost the lead to the number 30. Uh, then it got a bit of elbows as they take the left turn. And Aligio that started quite high up the order uh, has clearly... Well, what happened to the... Uh, bear with me a moment. The... Uh, Eric Truyer car, car 39. Um, that was the one that went around. It's the one that ended up in the gravel. That's a normal no, no, as that well. Was the one that, that was the one that spun uh, okay. the Dunlop Bridge. Right, but uh, you said it. the top eight were normas. Well, we are. also lost 
Norma into the gravel. It's the black car that I'm struggling. Oh, it's yesterday's winner. That was the Euro International car started by Mikkel Jensen that ended up in the gravel trap as well. So that's car, the car up the ins- That is the car up the inside of Trulier there. Let's watch what happens there. Trulier goes back around by himself, tags the rear of the number 11 car. And I'm afraid you're absolutely right. It's the number 11 car in the gravel. In terms of who's not made it through the first sector, 65's graph. Uh, racing car has not made it. The Euro International car from Mikkel Jensen, and as uh, you know, as we uh, were telling you before, the number eight Kessel Racing Ferrari, uh, Sergio Piazzola. It's not Giorgio that's out. It's Piazzola, ah. and it was Piazzola that was the assaulter. Uh, yes. So who did he hit? Chochi. Right. So and Chochi's managed to squeeze through the gravel trap, so he's still running. We think he's still running, but has lost. Uh, an awful lot of time and places. He's running in the lead of the class, and he is now down to sixth place in GT3. So oh, here he is. Uh, he's just actually appeared on pit lane, well, and with the let's... front valance missing from the uh, the number 71 car from Which, AF Corsa, yeah. that, that car will not be coming back out. Well, uh, someone that might know a little bit more about this, after Chochi struggled to get the car turned in at Arnage, mainly because he's missing his front left tyre, and they're signaling, oh, there it goes, pop uh, off to the left, in fact, so finally detaches the car on the exit of Arnage. Joe Bradley providing our Forza Motorsport pit lane report. Yeah, waiting patiently with the AF Corsa team to receive the 71. Broken steering arm for one, r- broken upright, the the, uh, the National sign for we are out has been given to the driver Marco Chochi now forlornly getting out of the car and uh, a bit and you can see the marks along the side of the car where contact has been made uh, big scuff marks from wheel shaped scuff marks I should say all the way down the driver's door tyre is completely gone from the rim the rim is obviously destroyed almost uh, and as is the front suspension it looks like you know what it looks like from what i can see the wheel is still on there but i can see it's just a snapped steering arm unfortunate there to go to have had that to describe basically what happened there for listeners and for you joe coming into the braking zone well in the braking zone for the second chicane pinatola had i'm afraid comprehensively outbraked himself went to take the line and smacked the side of Chochi's car. That's clearly where the damage has been done to that wheel into the steering arm. I wouldn't be going anywhere near Marco with a microphone anytime soon. No, and uh, Sergio Pianazzola, um, certainly by two of the cars that are left very, very damaged there, judged to be at fault as he tried to slow the car at the second chicane. So graph number 65 also claimed in this incident as we go down to the to get a Forza Motorsport pit lane report again with Joe and Marco Chochi. Marco, you must be really disappointed after that. I say just disappointed because we are on TV here, yeah, but that's kind of movement that does not make sense. What what Pianizzolo want to do at the first start? Big fumble. Prototype on the right, you want to pass inside and squeeze me against the prototype when you are in the back. Wait, wait, but maybe, maybe you know, uh, maybe sometimes the people use a, a smaller size of the helmet. I get what you mean there, Marco. Must have been a big hit to break the uh, the steering. Uh, I I get the car straight, so I, I was pretty comfortable to save something. But I guess we broke a suspension because the the Kessel car from Pianizzola completely hit me and squeezed all my left sides. I tried to stay straight with the steer to save something, but guys trying to do something, but it's look uh, no way to get in. Never know. We'll try. Okay. Thanks, Marco. Uh, understandably angry. 
yeah. as he's Italian, add that into the mix. <laughs> I don't blame him. Um, I thought I, that was quite a measured response. To I, be honest. I thought so. I was it's Marco Chocci with Joe Bradley. Yeah, I was expecting rather more fireworks from the man who officially is the second most Italian man on the planet after Francesco Castellacci. Oh, right. OK. Yeah. Well, where does Del- David uh, Valsecchi fit into all he's of that? He's 14th. Really? Yeah. Clearly not trying hard enough, David. Uh, CD Sport lead the way, and I'm now pleased to say that the CD Sport car has been picked up by Safety Car B, because initially it was sitting between the first-placed and second-placed cars, but somehow I think basically Laurent Her has slowed up and allowed that safety car to pass him. Just a bit of an update for the other cars we saw in trouble. The Orange International car in the hands of Mikkel Jensen has rejoined the race from the gravel trap runs 45th and currently the last runner. Uh, the AF Corsa car, 71 as we've just heard from Joe Bradley, that car is out of the race thanks to damage from the other GT car that is out of the race, the number 8 Kessel Racing Ferrari, the Graf Norma, number 65, and the hands of Delafosse also uh, tied up in that incident and those three cars out of the race. That was one expensive incident uh, at the second chicane. Yeah, and it's costly as far as the amount of race we're being uh, being taken away from us as well because they're only 55 minutes and obviously the time continues to tick. So a full lap now affected by these three safety cars, or possibly just one safety car. Pianazzoli realising if he didn't jink out of the way of Marco Ciocci, he was going to be right in the back of him and it could have been an even worse uh, incident. So maybe Pianazzola deserves a bit of credit for being able to steer no, out of the way. No, sorry, but he uh, shouldn't have been that late on the really brakes. He really shouldn't. Uh, that and looked to me like, a, to be honest with you, uh, uh, it was inexperience all over. It looked, to be blunt, uh, uh, like he had a head of bone there. Pianazzola is a bronze driver, we should yep. remember. So he's hasn't the non-pro. Hu- hasn't done a huge amount of GT racing, has done a lot of other racing. Giacomo Piccini was due to take that number eight car over for Kessel Racing, but far too badly damaged now for that to happen. Marco Ciocci is a gold-graded driver, many titles for the Italian driver in the past, formerly of the World Endurance Championship, another uh, big series around the world too, and uh, one of the quickest guys still in the GT3 world. So you've got an element there of a, an inexperienced driver trying to make a move on someone who's been around the block for a long, long time, sort of sitting in the middle of the road. And as he said, there was an LMP3 car to Marco's right anyway, so he couldn't go anywhere. And three into one certainly wasn't going to go into the second chicane. Well, the uh, recovery team have got the normal behind the barriers, hadn't even started, I'm afraid, with the Ferrari. It may, but well, by dint of the fact that it's such a long lap, it may just be one further lap. Uh, under the safety car, but this is eating into the time. Now, that might, of course, Johnny, have a significant effect for a number of these teams, particularly those teams that have chosen to start their faster driver. They're not able to profit from that tactic. Clearly, what you're looking for when you put your more professional, more experienced driver aboard these cars in a mixed race is to try to get to the front and get away to give the less capable driver more opportunity to defend the advantage that you've gained for them. But behind that, rather... Lovely Porsche 911 safety car. There is no chance of improvement. CD Sport then out front. That's car number 30, driven by Laurence Hur, the German driver. He is a silver-graded uh, pilot, and he will, in due course, fingers crossed, hand over to Anthony Pont, who is the bronze element of the combination. You have to have one bronze of the two drivers, and it is the bronze in a regular round that has to go out and qualify the car ahead of a two-hour event. I'm pretty sure that each driver has a chance of qualifying in Le Mans week as part of the Correct. Road to Le Mans event. So uh, 
first of all, driver one gets to go to qualify and driver two in the second session. And the driver two column is where you see the variation generally with in GT3, uh, three, no, four gold drivers. They, they being Giacomo Puccini, who's not going to get a drive after Sergio Penezzola's uh, crash on the first lap. Fred Vervich we should see in car 54. In fact, they now, and Fred Vervich is at the wheel of car 54 right now, leading the GT3 category. Right, good news uh, for the, this race getting back under green flag running is that the Ferrari is now uh, being carried by the Mani 2. Uh, that's not a uh, some kind of uh, seagoing mammal, by the way. That is a large crane uh, behind the armco, and won't be very many moments before that area of the track at the second chicane on the Nordier is clear. So I hope by the time the cars make their way around towards the end of this lap, Johnny, we might hear from race control that we can go back to green flag running and with a moment, 42 minutes left. It might be that the safety car can actually pull in partway around the lap as well. It may not have to be at the start line. We'll wait and see. Anyway, uh, let's get a Forza Motorsport pit lane report from Nick Damon, who's found Alex Capardia. Alex, is um, this safety car playing towards the teams who've got their pro driver or more experienced driver on second? In most cases, yes. Uh, in our case, unfortunately not. We had uh, a bit of a problem in qualifying. We didn't set a lap. So it means we started from 49th on the grid and Christian was actually making up lots of places while we were under green. This is preventing him from making up places. We we're up to 39th from 49 in one lap, but we really need to go green as soon as possible to make up more places. Most of the other guys, though, where they like if you look at, say, uh, the Lanan car in second place, this is really playing into their hands because when you have uh, their pro get in, it's going to be really good for them. Uh how are these uh, P3 cars around this circuit? And it's the second time they've been here, but not for a couple of years. A third time. Oh, th hang on. How are these? It's the third time they've been here. <laughs> uh, awesome, awesome. I mean, this is the way. If you want to go and do Le Mans, you need to come and do this event a couple of times, learn the circuit. There's a lot to learn, understand where it goes, all the little nuances of it, and then build up to the big race. It's, they're not far off uh, a GTE time around here now. So does that mean we'll be seeing you in the big race next year? I hope so. I'd love to get back into it, but the, the opportunities for pros are, are very, very slim these days. You need to find a driver who can fund the whole car or be in a works drive. Thanks, Alex. Uh, they, 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 unfortunately, they actually had two faster drivers getting through, but I believe further up the pit lane, young Mr. Bradley has more. Yeah, just a job report, really, on the 71. The EF Corsa team have repaired the steering. Basically, there's a bracket that bolts to the upright. Now, that bracket is designed to shear for that in, in the kind of impact that we've seen uh, Chochi endure. And uh, they've repaired the car, which I thought they've repaired the car to get back into the race. It looks like they've repaired the car to help them put it on the transporter. It's nothing worse than trying to get a car with no steering onto the transporter. And now they're pushing it out of the pit lane and back into the paddock. So they've, they have called it a day. I thought they were going to get in back into this race. Is there any point? 45-minute race, 55-minute race, isn't it? Or 50 minutes? 55, 55-minute um, yeah. race, yeah. Um, no real point being a lap down. It would only be sort of uh, giving the drivers time. And uh, both drivers, Perizzini and Sciocci, don't really need that. They've got plenty of experience. And uh, these cars are expensive to run. So they are now, and I'm walking behind them as they uh, kind of push the car away back to its box I mean there is an argument that you might want to go out for championship points because there are only eight cars in the field but because it's half points actually you know you get down to eighth position and the points are very very few indeed one or two maybe for eighth place and they probably have weighed that up and thought we'll just go home eh? after uh, a decent day 
well, they won the race, didn't they, uh, on Thursday. So Perenzini and Chochi have uh, taken maximum championship points for race one of the week. Uh, it's going to be a non-finish and therefore no points for race two. I should suspect that both of them are going to be uh, heading towards hospitality for a nice glass of red after that. Uh, real, really unfortunate uh, for them. The very start of this race, safety car is going to be coming in uh, uh, after this lap, we're going to be having something like, what, 36 minutes remaining. But that's going to be getting terribly, terribly close, Johnny, to the uh, pit stop window. Yes, it is. And the safety car, in fact, we wondered whether it may come in at Arnage because that is where safety car B is homed. But uh, actually, it's going to stay out for the full lap. And safety car board still being displayed on the exit of Arnage corner, that uh, 90 degree right which is effectively a T-junction on the road section. Then the cars turn right to head past the Travel Destinations campsite and into the remodelled Porsche Curves for 2018. It means that the, the track is actually three metres shorter this year compared to last, but that hasn't made a, a huge difference on lap times. So CD Sport leading the way, Laurence Hur out front from Michael Benham in the Lannan Racing 25 car. That's a... Toyota Tribute livery, we called it, because it looks very much like a TSO 50 as far as its paint scheme is concerned. There's already quite a big gap. The safety car will peel off immediately after the Ford chicane, so rather than take the regular route into the pit lane, it's going to, or rather, uh, Hoor, the driver of car number 30, is going to back the field up here and keep everybody guessing as to when he unleashes the power. He's already gone and has kept and has uh, allowed Michael Benham to just fall asleep a little bit there. The gap at the line is going to be 1.2 seconds as we get race two of the week for the road to Le Mans back underway. Yeah, he done him up like a kipper there, didn't he? It uh, really did keep uh, see, uh, Mikey Benham caught napping. And through they come again, a bit more neat and tidy this time. Start the restart line astern, of course. 30 from the 25, then the 72 are the top three. No change in the order, the immediate order beyond that. That wasn't the best run out of the, or indeed into, the Dunlop chicane on that lap for Michael Benham. And Arnold Robin now is right on his tail in the Gulf-esque livery for TFT slash SO24. Got a bit of orange on there and a bit of light blue as well. And that car is currently third in the mixture, followed by another car that looks like the race leader. That's because it's a CD Sports prepared machine. Car number 60, which for this opening stint is being driven by Julien Piquet. Some bad news, though, for the second car, the car running second in the Michelin Le Mans Cup Championship because something's happened uh, at the Dunlop uh, Dunlop Bridge to Tony Wells who has dropped all the way back to the back of the field in the number two Recurria Cost Nielsen car all the way back so there's yellow now removed um, for the uh, the incident involving number two we've got drive-through penalties coming for the number 60 and the 17 60 is CD Sports and they are running currently fifth the 17 I'm looking for it is RGP Motorsport down in 19, 19th both get a drive-through penalty which of course they can't take when they take their regular pit stop it's a second run down pit lane for a jump start and the 60 car is going to lose one and now two places on this lap as there's a move just behind as well but let's tell you about Jens Pettersen first of all getting by the number 60 car of uh, of uh, PK in that CD Sport machine and also slotting through into the second of the chicanes on the Mulsan was Jean-Baptiste Lahaye in the number 19 Ultimate car and if 
uh, BK is not going to be if BK is not too careful he's going to lose a third and possibly a fourth position here he has. that 60 car looks to be struggling it's another Norma remember so should be as quick as the cars around it but here come the Ligiers to slot through so Colin Noble got through at Mulsanne corner in the number 79 machine and also slotting by the number 27 that's a cool racing entry driven by Marvin Klein yeah so Colin Noble now has the honour of leading the Ligier pack young Scottish driver in the number 79 car another one who's turning heads in the, the little LMP3 cars keeping an eye as well we heard on pit lane from uh, Alex Capardio about the, the uh, progress that was made in, early in the race by Christian Olsen he's continuing to do so another six cars passed by Olsen but still down in 32nd position has lost all of that opportunity and time so it is uh, Lawrence Hurt from Mikey Benham 3.6 seconds now is the is the gap then the TFT SL24 car the 72 car of Robin uh, Jean-Baptiste Lehaye in the ultimate car up to fourth position now ahead of Jens Pettersson so the DKR engineering cars lost ground as well then it's Colin Noble less than half a second back for the number three Norma and Jean-Baptiste Lehaye's move came into Indianapolis as that uh, orange and uh, black car was overtaken so the red and white ultimate machine very good indeed on the brakes overtakes around the outside of the first bit of Porsche curves as again the 60 machine continues to tumble down the order I'm afraid to say and car 60 driven by Piquet is now down to uh, 10th place and is set to come into the pit lane at the end of this lap to serve a drive-through penalty after that oh, car was judged oh, to be a uh, to take a jump start over the uh, over the curbs and the headlamp uh, on the right hand side of the number 20 car running in 11th position the db autosport car of fubert uh, and the uh, headlamp just blown sky high well it's still in the car but it's dropped it's, down out it was of the, the uh, headlamp cover wasn't it yeah, so the headlamp, headlamp cover going ping and skyward, and the headlamp itself has fallen back into the car's shell. Lawrence Hur has just gone here. Eight seconds to the good after one green flag lap. Mikey Benham forced to defend now his second position, the 25 from the 72. Meantime, Colin Noble is getting onto terms. He was, what, eight thousandths, second, eight thousandths of a second back from Jens Pettersson as they crossed the line to complete the lap. That's the battle for fifth position and also the leading Ligier. Just wondering whether there might be a little bit of rain in the air just prior to the Forest S's and also at Tete Rouge. We did have uh, something on screen first thing this morning as the 39 car gets back onto pit lane, one of the first of the pit stoppers. We are, I think, now into the pit window. Uh, but uh, we did hear that we could be getting rain at what's termed level two between the start of this race and about midday so it wouldn't be a huge surprise so yes potentially quite greasy as Jean-Baptiste Lahaye slots through into third position there's a massive queue behind Michael Benham every time they come through the Dunlop curve and into the chicane Michael I don't think is a big fan of that part of the circuit he can't get the car stopped as readily as everyone behind and Michael Benham now to a certain extent the champagne cork in the bottle with this queue of nearly eight cars behind him Colin Noble had to straight line the Dunlop chicane on this lap also a change for sixth position because the lead Ligier is now Marvin Clean, he's gone past Colin Noble. Noble's tucked in behind there, just two tenths of a second apart. This is a gang fight, really, isn't it? Up the inside, goes back, and he... Oh, that was too late from Colin, I'm afraid. And that car, I think, is going to be out of the race. He, he was almost 
But he, I, th- he, I think there was a chance to get past the, but one of the cars, not two of them. He went to get by the cool racing car, made that stick, but unfortunately for him, there was a Norma in the way. He's clattered that car and damaged, I think, the right rear suspension on the number 79. Colin Noble out of the race. Let's just fill everybody in. That happened at the second chicane, and Colin Noble was very, very late on the brakes. The move was on, but for one car, not two. As Jean-Baptiste Lahaye now squeeze ahead, squeezes ahead of Michael Benham to take second position so the red and white of ultimate okay being driven by the better driver at the moment jean baptiste is a silver he'll be handing over to francois elio who is the bronze in the combination fans of the european le mans series will know all about those and often we have uh, michel lay as well who is jean baptiste's brother uh, as part of the family combination but Francois Herio has been getting better and better through the, through the years and I'm looking forward to him taking over the number 19 car which is now into second place the problem for Jean-Baptiste is he's got 10.3 seconds now to find on the race leader this is lap 5 there's another shake up in the order and the man on the move at the moment is Herpanutet he's up to 8th position overall but we do have a slow zone presumably for recovery of Colin Noble's career cost, Nielsen uh, Ligier, but Van Uyttert goes by the DKI engineering car of Jens Pettersen up into eighth position now. His next target, John Falb. Frederick Verviche going strongly in the number 54 Spirit of Race Ferrari. That car leaves the GT3 category and has behind it the best part of 10 cars before you find Martin Grab in the Steeler F Squadra course of Ferrari, but the older shape uh, prancing horse that's a 458 those uh, with a keen eye for detail of ferraris will note so the screaming naturally aspirated v8 as opposed to the twin turbocharged uh, 54 car which is currently leading the class now, cd sports uh though is just belting away here as the ultimate car behind in second and the third place car come into the pits it was 12 seconds at the line that will extend because of the pit stops for a couple of the following cars hearing from uh, Ian Tomlinson who's out at Tetarouge no rain there he tells us Johnny although I gather they would they would actually quite like a little bit of a, of a spatter of rain it's getting very hot out in the sunshine today so the order as a number of the cars pit is the 30 from the 72 then the 27 cool racing car Hufenuta runs fourth he, he will stay out as long as he can before handing over to John Ferrano but behind the ultimate car uh, London Racing's car the Graf 40 the 33 from United Autosports the 20 DB Autosport car are the leading cars to have pitted this time around and of the cars that stayed out there's a ding dong fight between second and third positions as the number 72 driven by Arnold Robin is trying to hold back car 27, which has Marvin Klein doing the opening stint. Klein is the bronze, as there was an incident up at the Dunlop chicane on this lap, and car two uh, spinning. That was the Tony, Le- the uh, the uh, James Littlejohn um, uh, incident. So that's an outlap, isn't it? That was no, no. That was that was the beginning of that uh, that Previous first lap. restart lap. Okay. It dropped the second place car in the championship all the way down the order and clashing with the number five car, which is now in the pits. But Maruti Otto was involved in that machine, the Nefis by Speed Factory car in an almost Leighton House-esque blue. Nice livery, but I'm afraid the car making contact with the number two machine and the two spinning at the chicane. Let's get an update on these pit stops then. A Forza Motorsport pit stop report with Joe Bradley. 
Yeah, quite a flurry of cars taking advantage of the slow zones out there, which are time, I would suggest, to write on the pit stop window. Remember, they want to kind of half the session between drivers or necessarily give their slowest driver, their, their, their amateur driver, um, less time in the car. For instance, John Falbers brought the 33 in this car on the podium yesterday with a very fine second place. Now handing the car over to Sean Rahal. That car just being released there. The number three leaves its pit, its pit garage and... Uh, the other two United Autosports cars are about to leave. And we've got a massive, massive amount of cars now out of the pits. Obviously, this, Joe, is the first wave of pit stops. We're going to get another one as they come through to complete lap six. So uh, prepare yourselves for that. Uh, meanwhile, at the other end of the pit lane with the Forza Motorsport pit lane report is Nick Damon. I was uh, having a look at the car number 11. Why, you say? Well, they, they were, of course, the winners of the untelevised race on Thursday. And uh, getting into that uh, Euro International car... Uh, was uh, uh, Kai Van Berlo, who last time I saw him was, was racing with his dad at Imola and hitting a Porsche with a lump hammer trying to get the door to fit back on again. Nice. Um, but that car has damage. The uh, rear diffuser, so it's the, the, the legality panel on the left-hand side is gone uh, and some diffuser damage as well on that car, which won earlier this week. And straight back to Joe, who's managed to find John Falb of United Autosports. Yes, a very sweaty John Falb. John, that was, that was very out there yeah it was mental the start uh it felt like everybody jumped it except me but uh yeah i mean lots of cars spinning you know so far we've avoided all the carnage brought the car home uh pretty close in terms of time to the front so uh yeah let's go so all right sean's now taking over the car will things will things ever settle down out there negative um i don't know i think uh, everybody's like Super excited, the sun's shining, the track's warm, it's Le Mans, it's on Eurosport, it's on uh, Le Mans uh, TV, so yeah. Awesome. You're clearly enjoying yourself, John, I can really tell. That man is buzzing, and why not? He's just jumped out the car after being in this race. It might be on all those other things, but it's also on Mobile One Radio Le Mans 91.2 FM, and thank you for joining Nick Damon and Joe Bradley. Uh, providing the Forza Motorsport pit lane reports and Graham Goodwin and Johnny Palmer in the commentary box. Thoroughly enjoying this. 30 minutes already done. Sadly, we've only got 25 minutes to go, but an absolutely superb fight for second position. It's now Marvin Klein, who's out front in second at least. Car 27, but just ahead of Jot van Utert, who's really pushing. And also just out of the pits, a uh, fine uh, scrap as well between uh, uh, Leonard Hürgenberg and Nico Schatz. And it was Schatz in the DB Autosport number 21 car. We'll see where that uh, winds out as the 30 car comes down pit lane now from the lead of the race. Um, is, uh, we'll find out what that uh, winds out to once we get all the cars through the pits. Eight, uh, a mere 31 cars um, for the guys in the, the uh, Forza Pit Lane team to deal with that time around. And the race leader is now in car 30, being driven by German Laurence Hur. So he will be handing over to co-driver Anthony Pont, who is certainly not new to this place. Pons has uh, driven Porsches in the past and uh, various other bits and pieces. He's so started the main race before now. I, I think I he's thought raced he had for well. performance and a Porsche before now. He was a performance Matmut, yes, yeah. in the uh, traditional red and white and blue livery. Side by side again, this is a jostling of position for cars that have done their stop. So Francois Herriou losing positions to that the number like 25. Is that Sean Rahal? Duncan Tappy in the 25. Sean Rahal, well, we've just spoken to his co-driver, John Falb. So Sean is, is in... Sean? 
It is Sean Ray Hall, and go. Sean is making his way towards the front of the group that has pitted. He's just got Adrian Schiller to deal with, and he's going to go by him as well, I think. This is a very spirited run from the American driver. Yeah, looking to line up Adrian Schiller then into the Ford chicane. Won't be able to get the move done on the way in, but possibly coming out the other side. Let's have a look. So four cars bunched tightly together. They cross the line now, and now over the new start line too. And the 40 car is actually able to edge very slightly away from Sean Rahal on the run up through the Dunlop right-hander, Dunlop curve. So that's an indication of quite how quick the Norma machine is. And this is the battle for the lead now. Uh, Adrian Chiller from Sean Rahal, Duncan Tappy, uh, then Francois Herio, Nico Schatz and Leonard Herkenboom. All those four, very quick men indeed. The top four separated by under two seconds across the line. Then another batch of cars separated by three, four, five seconds as the 30 car gets underway from its uh, compulsory pit stop. Nick Damon uh, has been uh, watching the number 30 car make its stop from the lead of the race, of course, Nick. Yeah, completely stand and stop. They managed to get a, uh, obviously it's a timed stop, so they managed to have everything done in time. Uh, no tyre change, of course, in the championship. Driver swapped a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a chat to him. and It has got very busy here. Due to basic bad luck, all the cars around here came at the same time. They had the 44, the 72, the 73, the 60. The 60 car, actually, which is the uh, CD Sport machine, the other CD Sport, that's got a problem. That's been in for a lap and a half now with the engine cover off. And the 73 couldn't get into his pit stall, which you wouldn't think would be a problem if you're not changing tyres. Must be a legal problem. They had to put the car on the dollies and push it sideways uh, to get in. Now they're leaving. So, uh, yeah, it's all pretty action-packed. And so far, apart from the 60, everyone's OK. That's uh, Forza Motorsport Pit Lane Report brought to you by Nick Damon as Sean Rahal gets a cracking run this time on the number 40 car and is able to slot ahead. So the 33 Ligier able to squeeze by the number 40 from Graf, which is a Norma. And these cars, remember, now battling for the lead of the race because those that haven't pitted ahead of them now have done. And car 33 is out front, having made that move into the second chicane on Adrian Schiller. And they're starting to queue up. Duncan Tappy wants a bit of this as well, heading through the two fast right-hand kinks between Mulsanne Corner and the Indianapolis area. And just before that really fast right-hander into Mulsanne, I beg your pardon, uh, Duncan Tappy confirms the spot. So Tappy up the second, Sean Rahal now leads the race for United Autosports. Fantastic lap from Sean Rahal, fantastic work by United Autosports and uh, a race that had six Normas in the lead just a few minutes ago. Now has a Ligier to the front. Uh, we've got uh, Car 69 being reported for speeding in the pit lane. We'll hear about that one, I'm sure, a little later in the race. But at the moment, the action is here, and the action is now, and it's four cars battling away for the podium positions with 20 minutes to go. Francois Herriot may well be a bronze driver, but that's a brilliant move up the inside through that right-hand kink just before Indianapolis. The number 40 car is carrying some damage on the front right, corner and that's a legacy I think of two Graf cars getting together on the opening lap into the Dunlop chicane when the 65 went for a spin and the 40 car I think was responsible for kicking off some of that action also claimed the number 11 machine I'm not surprised Graham that the number 60 CD sport car that was driven by Julian Piquet has had a prolonged pit stop with the engine cover off that car had no straight line speed and was being overtaken virtually with every corner where some of those recovering cars have recovered too. Tomferano, by the way, uh, out in the RRM Sport car that was up to third overall, I think second overall briefly, in the hands of Jürgen Panutet, down, down, out of the top 20. We'll watch for his progress. 
And in GT3, it's now Maurizio Mediani who leads the way, having made a stop. So car 51 that was started by Christoph Ulrich and kind of didn't feature in the top three in the early stages has now risen to the top of the surface. And Maurizio Mediani, the Italian driver, silver graded, now leading GT3. I think I'm right in saying you stopped. They've all stopped. That. Yes, they've yes, all, all stopped. stopped. I'm just amazed by the, the lead advantage now that car 51, Ferrari, has over everybody else. Second place, by the way, is another Ferrari, this time from... Oh, it's another Spirit of Race car. And 37 car, seconds is the gap in, uh, in GT. So car 54 is now being driven by Louis Sunan, the Belgian driver, after a cracking opening stint from Fred Vervige. In terms of uh, watching trackside for some of the cars to watch a little further down the order, keep an eye. Uh, we heard from him a little earlier on Alex Gepardi at the number 76, the Currie-Cost Nielsen car, running 25th at the moment. Remember, that car started right at the back, and it's a fine opening stint from young Christian Olsen, uh, now backed up ably by the pro driver Alex Capardia. Just a little way further back uh, in the order is the second, uh, sorry, it's the RLRM Sport car, the 59 car. Torrid time for them in practice and qualifying. Josh Burden, though, Australian driver, making his way up the order in the number 59 car, 27th overall. He will certainly be making progress. Meanwhile, Nicolas Schatz has set the fastest lap of the race, and this one for DB Autosport in car 21 is set to be even quicker. The beauty of Nicolas Schatz's position is that he's very close to rival drivers and therefore can latch onto the toe that is being caused by those cars up ahead punching a rather large hole in the air. Nicolas Schatz driving one of many Normas, but intriguingly, it is a Ligier that leads the race. And Norma generally better on the straight line stuff. You would have thought it was going to be a Norma to win the race. However, United Autosports want the result to go very differently. Yesterday, we actually had two Ligiers, uh, one and two from different teams. Euro International, the number 11 car winning, not yesterday, Thursday's race, and United Autosports second, John Falb and Sean Rahal. And in fact, there's a cracking battle just uh, for the, the final uh, space in the top ten at the moment between Colin Brown in the number 32 United Autosports car and Kay Van Berlow, race winner yesterday, the number 11 car. Those two cars getting quite close together. And that's a fine recovery drive for the number 11 after trouble uh, uh, under the Dunlop Bridge. In the ultimate colours, red, sort of deep blood red and white is Francois Herriot and he's keeping the leaders just about visible. The problem for him is that uh, his grading is bronze and he has ahead of him a silver and, in fact, a gold driver in the form of Sean Rahal and Duncan Tappy. This is a delight to experience, though, because we get to see just how good Ray Hall is now in comparison to former McLaren Works driver Duncan Tappy and he's here with his uh, regular teammate Michael Benham. The great thing about this battle is that we've got since we've got two of the uh, Ferraris I think this is the battle for third position in class but uh, we've got two of the uh, top drivers in this field Sean Ray Hall and Duncan Tappy let's separate it by less than a second in different chassis that are stronger in different areas of this track the Ligiers have had a bit of a straight line speed break here with lower gurney than a gurney flap on the, the rear edge of the, uh, the rear wing uh, than they've normally been running. And that certainly seems to be paying dividends for Sean Rahal. We've got a gaggle of other quick uh, Ligiers looking to join the party. So nose to tail between Spirit of Race and the Steeler F Squadra Corsa machine. In fact, Kessel Racing now timed as in third, second place rather. So it's the second and third place fight, that 54 car that was started by Fred Verviche. And 
Louis Soonan now losing another position. So Andrea Puccini has got by in the dark blue colours for Kessel Racing and up to second spot. And at the moment, not really worrying these two cars, Gino Forgione, the Swiss, another bronze-graded driver in the San Marino entered, Steeler F Squadra Corsa Ferrari 458, car number 69, which is fourth in class, fifth in the GT3 uh, class, is now labelled on the screen, has stopped somewhere, I'm afraid. So the EB Motors car with Alessandro Beccani at the wheel has probably had a drama somewhere. We'll tell you more about that just as soon as we know. 15 minutes to go in this second 55-minute race of the week for the Road to Le Mans. Yeah, Duncan Tappy uh, still on the tail of Sean Rahal. They're now seven and a half seconds clear of the chasing Adrian Schiller. Third position in the number 40 Graf Racing, uh, Norma. Uh, that car still having to fend off Nico Schatz in the similar, another Norma. Um, the, this time the DB Autosport number 21 entry. Remember whether it's a Norma, whether or not it's a Ligier, or whether or not it's the solo uh, Ginetta, that current pit lane at the moment, the hands of Shino Sano. Uh, they've all got the same gearbox and they've all got the same Nissan engine, around 400 brake horsepower for the Nissan V8s in these cars. Nicolas Schatz on an absolute tear here and he's going to get another place, I reckon, on the first bit of the Mulsanne straight. They're heading down to the Forza Motorsport chicane. Admittedly, that number 40 car is quite damaged with Adrian Schiller at the wheel. Front right uh, uh, corner has been badly battered with a couple of dive planes now out of position. But Nicolas Schatz, clearly the fastest man out on track at the moment. And he's up to third spot now ahead of the Graf red, white and blue machine. And he's got Leonard Hergenboom right behind him as well. This is the championship leader, remember, in the Michelin Le Mans Cup, of which this is a scoring round. And I reckon that number three car is going to be making up more of uh, a points gap on all the chasing cars behind in this championship here, Johnny. Ray Hall, Tappy, Schatz is the now top three, which changed very recently indeed. Leonard Hugenboom trying to get ahead of Adrian Schiller. Should get that move done in the next couple of corners because the DKR engineering Norma looks to be a smidge quicker than the Graf car. And what about Francois Herriot? Well, he's now battling with, sort of on his own a little bit, is he being drawn in by Morlini in the DB Autosport number 20 car as Hugenboom goes for the move into the Mulsanne corner and has got it done. So, oh, a bit Ooh. sideways on the exit, mind you, and all over the kerbs for the Dutchman, but Hugenboom now slotting by Adrian Schiller and can Leonard Hugenboom latch onto the back of car 21? I'm not sure he's going to be able to pass Nicolas Schatz, but he certainly will be able to measure him for speed. Oh, but is the number three car crabbing a little bit? It doesn't look quite right, that. No, I think it was just maybe a bit of foreshortening from the camera angle. Meanwhile, the battle for the lead of the race is well and truly on. We've got a couple more laps to enjoy yet, Graham, and Duncan Tappy is going to apply the pressure throughout. He's not going to be able to do so, though, over the start-finish line. Slow zone in place there. Something's uh, awry up at... The, I think it might be the 23 car of Sean Lynn from United Autosports. That now shown uh, a stationary somewhere on the track. Something's happened up at Dunlop uh, and there was a slow zone in place to approach that. But uh, Duncan Tappy wants to get this done before then. He's going to do it up the inside. Is he going to be able to hold it there? No, he's not. Giving racing room by Sean Rahal. Cracking stuff by both drivers there. Well, if he can kick this one going to the end of the race, there'll be no complaint from me. 
into Porsche curves, and I'm sure those down at the Travel Destinations campsite had a cracking view of that. Absolutely side by side, and Duncan Tappy needed to allow uh, Sean Rahal to run the high line and not squeeze him out. Fair and square driving that, but also at a you know ridiculous speeds. And these cars do not hang about the LMP3 machines, doing about the sort of lap times that we're seeing in GTE Pro in the main race. They head then out of the Ford chicane and back over the line and immediately into a slow zone. And Duncan Tappy can't quite get the car stopped in time. He can, but I'm, I'm sure he came perilously close there from clouting the back of Sean Rahal's Ligier. Yeah, if you're sta- standing on the start-finish line, and there's about 100,000 of you there at the moment, um, you'd have had a great view of Duncan Tappy's minor moments. He got the car under control. It was indeed uh, uh, the uh, the car of Sean Lynn, father, of course, of uh, Alex Lynn, the Aston Martin Racing Works driver, had a gravelly moment at Dunlop Bridge. He's rejoining. He, by the way, will be ha- uh, back here in just a couple of weeks. We'd also had uh, a spent for the number one car. Which is another DKR engineering machine, despite it having a very different paint scheme from the number three. Just a word, by the way, uh, that is the second driver back aboard the uh, the number one car, but uh, started by James Winslow making his comeback after a horrendous shunt uh, in an LMP3 car at the Golf 12 Hours at the end of last year. But it's great to see James back in form. And I'm sure the car is painted in the sort of clover green livery because of the man that's at the wheel at the moment, Irishman Dan Polly, who's taken over from James Winslow. And with backing from Lucas. And that ah, is the Lucas another reason. Yes, of course, yes. Lucas Green. I know that from uh, truck racing of old as well. Go. So, number one, uh, a sister car to the number three, which is being driven by Leonard Hugenboom, as there's more incidents out on track and potentially some areas that these leaders will have to slow down in and not overtake Marshall Post 33 is a scene of some action too whereas the slow zone looks like it's been lifted yep. now yes it has it has. Uh, it's Jean has got back back moving so yes Good through news. the slow zone back through Tete Rouge and onto the Mulzan uh, Duncan Tappy reaches across now what happened towards the end of the lap it was a rotation for car That's number four so who's at the wheel, John Schaumann or Nicola Ronde? It is Schaumann. And the four car nearly got collected by one of the Oof. RLR machines as well. Yep, but uh, back under green flag racing. And Duncan Tappy opens up the glove box, takes out the club. He keeps him there and sets about Sean Rahal once again, still half a second apart. Are you sure they've got a rope between these two? <laughs> Looks like it, yes, because uh, Sean Rahal could very easily be uh, towing Duncan Tappy, although Tappy's getting closer and closer and closer. It's the second chicane next, and he darts. No, it's the Mulsanne corner next. So Duncan Tappy on the wrong side of this overtake. Oh, Unless he can get it done on the brake, Sean Ray Hall has got somewhere to go, and he's managed to stop the car. But now as there's well. traffic. Now there's traffic. It's the wind racing car just where Duncan Tappy wanted to be. He saw it in time, but it has given Sean Ray Hall an opportunity to just tuck in behind in a place where the tow is mighty welcome. Huge speeds down here. Eight minutes and change still to go, and Duncan Tappy cannot lose the American, who has now ducked into the toe provided by the leading Norma. This is a manufacturer battle as well, remember. Duncan Tappy at the wheel of the Norma M30, and the Ligier, which is slightly older but still just as quick, being driven by American driver Sean Rahal and teammate to John Falb, who you heard a little earlier on here on Mobile One Radio Le Mans 91.2 FM for 2018. 
you can pick battles up and down the order. They're mainly LMP3 scraps because it's got a bit spaced out in GT3. Maurizio Mediani, if he boxes clever, should have victory in his grasp in the 51 Spirit of Race Ferrari. And looking good for Kessel as well with Andrea Pacini in the dark blue Ferrari, number 77, second in class. Yep, drivers love these little cars. Way about as much as a family pack of crisps, powered by a 400 uh, BHP V8. So very, very quick here. Something around kind of GTE times for the quick guys in these Normas and the Ligiers. And they're only going to get quicker with the next generation. More power coming for LMP3 in 2020 with the new cars. Half a second is the gap from first to second, and then 15 seconds adrift. Nicolas Schatz far more concerned with keeping Leonard Hugenboom behind him. That's for the final podium position, remember. More traffic for the leaders to try and deal with, and the lights are flashing from Duncan Tappy. That's Sean Lynn ahead of him, and is he going to get by him here? Not quite where he'd like to. That might just give Sean Rahal a bit of an edge. He's gone up the inside, almost contact. So a very forceful pass on Sean Lynn there from the race leader. But that's done the job because it's given Sean Rahal, Sean Rahal absolutely no chance to get alongside before they come under the, Dun uh, the, uh, the Dunlop Bridge. And only now can he uh, get back to the game in hand which is sticking with and trying to get back by Duncan Tappy. But that's going to be a mighty, mighty task. Duncan with a clear road ahead of him now, having dealt with a little bit of traffic in the latter part of that lap. Nicola Molini finding speed, and Antonin Borger having a cracking scrap with him as well. That's for eighth and ninth positions, and Borger oh, is trouble. getting through. Trouble for number three. Leonard Hergenberg running wide across the grass. But uh, manages to gather it up. There's going to be trouble, by the way, for the car running in sixth position. The number nine car, Scott Andrews, Cool Racing, and also the 24 car, and that's the car running eighth from Cool Racing. Both Cool Racing cars drive through penalty for speeding in pit lane. Leonard Hugenboom continuing down the straight. There was contact at the Ford Chicane on that last lap as well. That was the nine car with the Win Racing 49. Win Racing, Win Motorsport, William Locke and, Sh and Jim McCallion, the drivers there, both bronzes. Now, the dust has been kicked up on the run out of the Forest S's and down to Tet Rouge. And I don't think a car's been in the barrier there. No, that the was problem the is it's getting grubbier and grubbier down there. That There's was the far less grip from the start of the race. That's where the number three went off. I think we're just taking a look there for uh, how much muck has gone on the racing surface. Duncan Tappy has pulled out a two-second gap with all of this. Race control keeping an eye out for the exit of Tet Rouge. There's going to be a drive-through penalty for the 13th-placed LMP3 machine. It is the SPV Racing entered car because of some contact in this race. Andy Cummings, therefore, will be down pit lane in a moment or two. There are five minutes to go and still plenty of action to come here because the leaders are separated by only two seconds. So unfortunately, that slight mistake heading into Tet Rouge on this lap for Leonard Hugenboom means he's a bit further back now than from uh, Nicolas Schatz. But I don't think that third-place battle is necessarily done. Adrian Schiller under a great deal of pressure now from the cool racing car of Scott Andrews. Scott's a silver-graded driver and marginally quicker than Adrian Schiller. And then there's quite a queue behind Anthony Borger. Anthony Borger has chasing him now. Tim Boguslavski, Kayvon Berlo, uh, Morlini's in that queue. And uh, Dino Lunardi's not very far away either for Motorsport 98. Yeah, it's a bit more like a bar brawl at the moment out there, isn't it? It's wheel-to-wheel -wheel stuff. 
And the wheel to wheel as well. The nine goes past the 40. Very easily indeed. Scott Andrews takes that place. But uh, the nine, I think, is, what, is that one of the cars that's got to come down? It is. That, that one is going to have to serve a penalty. Okay, so nine and the 45, and possibly others being judged to be at fault for various bits of contact in this race. It's been a brutal affair at times. This is lap 11 now with three minutes and 50 on the clock. So this time around, they'll head on to their final lap with the race leaders. Duncan Tappy and Sean Rahal not far away from completing lap 11, separated by a little under two seconds. It might extend to beyond two seconds this time. There's going to be a five-second stop and go for car number 69, by the way, for speeding in the pit lane. That's the fourth-place car in GT. That is the Soul Ferrari 458. If you're standing trackside, that's the really, really loud one. Um, Forgione will be losing that on his time. Oh, well, he's got a five-second stop and go. It's not going to be... And also a stop and go penalty of 30 seconds for car number one. That is the D-car engineering car. That's the Lucas... Uh, got a car for speeding during a slow zone. That's not going to do them any favours. That's going to drop them way out of contention. The fastest lap of the race, though, uh, meanwhile, goes to the fifth-place car of Scott Andrews. Dan Polly in the number one car, currently 23rd, as the 24 cool racing machine driven by Antonin Borger comes into pit lane to serve a penalty. And we are indeed onto the final lap now for the second dose of the week for the Road to Le Mans event. This is effectively the fourth race of the season, remember, after a two-hour affair at Paul Ricard in March, in April rather, and then last month, a race at Monza, which was a two-hour event. Sergio Pianazzola and Giacomo Piccini coming home as winners for Kessel Racing in GT3 and DKR Engineering winners in the LMP3 category. We've got very different winners, though, in the races here, as there's a place change there for fourth position in class. Uh, yes, that's the. Is that the 458 overtaking the 488? But of course, the 458 is going to have to come in for a stop at the end of this lap. Car 59 gets a 13 second stop and go. Car 9 a one second stop and go. And there was another one I missed there. But uh, because this wasn't exciting enough, Sean Ray Hall has opted to take this moment to actually halve the leads. That's actually now down to three quarters of a second from two seconds. Uh, so he's still he's taking time out of Duncan Tappy in every sector on this last lap. They're in the second sector now. And bear in mind, uh, after sector one, you then head out onto the Molsan Strait, which is dead straight and uh, therefore perfect for a tow. And if you get a good exit out of Tete Rouge and down to the Forza Motorsport chicane, there is every opportunity for Sean Rahal to maybe try an overtake. He's not going to be close enough, though, this time down into Molsan Corner. So Duncan Tappy watching his mirrors, keeping his foot in. 0.6 of a second because he was quicker through that sector as well. Duncan Tappy maybe just measuring this final lap perfectly, realising he's got a bit in hand. Nicolas Schatz is in third position and that gap's coming down as well. This would be a huge win for London Racing here. Graham Johnson and the crew have been part of the LMP3 family almost from the very beginning. Runner Ginetta in the first season in the LMS assisted a title run. Just fell slightly short with Genetis again in the Asia Le Mans series with the ARC Bratislava team and now back with their own Norma, Mikey Benham and Duncan Tappy have proven to be an increasingly impressive pairing. Uh, Leonard Hugenboom not very far away from the third position car either, Nicolas Schatz, so we've got a nice little dice 
for first and for third positions. Scott Andrews is now up to fifth place for Cool Racing in their number nine car, and he's got ahead of Adrian Schiller, who's in the red, white and blue Graf machine on the 40, which is another Norma. So really, the Lisios have been struggling a little bit, uh, excepting Sean Rahal and John Fowle, for that matter. They've done ooh, a big wiggle, though, for Sean Rahal on this final lap. And the indication is that Sean's been pushing so hard to try and stay with Duncan Tappy that maybe the tyres beneath him are now crying enough. And the car gave him a big wiggle from the front end, strangely, that time through Porsche curves. For the final time then, and for the second time this week, heading into the Ford chicane for the road to Le Mans, it's going to be another new winner in the championship. And this one stands out as a real highlight, I'm sure, for Lannan Racing, the British squad. Michael Benham and Duncan Tappy head across the line to receive the chequered flag. And Duncan Tappy flashes the lights in celebration. Sean Rahal and John Faub ran them very close indeed that big screen there coming from Michael Benham who jumps up onto the pit lane pit wall rather and down now to celebrate with the team they're absolutely ecstatic down at Lannan Racing Sean Rahal and John Fowle coming home in second position and it was DB Autosport in third spot in their number 21 car Jack Wolf who started the car Nicolas Schatz who was uh, brilliantly uh, coming home getting faster and faster and actually sliced that gap down to 12 seconds it had been as much as about 17 so he was coming just needed a few more laps yeah, Mikey Benham clearly absolutely delighted with that second attempt of this race of this uh, these, this double header if you like was here last year with Duncan Tappy in his McLaren GT car steps into a prototype and bring back the winner there's still battling going on if they come through the Porsche curves that's the 39 car uh, battling away Let's get a Forza Motorsport pit lane report to get some reaction after that Lannan Racing win. I think the term is congratulations, Michael. Thank you very much. That's a very good term indeed. I'm glad you're saying it to me. Very kind. How did you cope with the tension? I'm not even involved in the team and I was absolutely... I've it's... had no idea. Only worse ones getting married and having children, I reckon. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Uh, great job by you two guys. It was your job to put the car in a position for Duncan to bring it home. So an all-round great team effort. Yeah, no, I mean, thanks firstly to the team, obviously. I won't try and name all the mechanics, I'll forget one and that'll be bad. So thanks to all the boys who worked on the car thanks to Graham to everybody because they worked so hard to get us here and they got their reward and we're glad to help to have done it for them don't calm down quite yet because you're going to stand on the podium my man unbelievable <laughs> you believe it unbelievable. thank you so much thanks there Michael Benham absolutely enjoy his mood as you would expect yeah cracking to hear from Mikey Benham and you know he's been waiting for a victory like that for quite a while hasn't he that's what this road uh, you heard it his voice his voice cracking that's what it means that's why these teams are coming in such large numbers to come and play with the road to Le Mans it is the road to Le Mans and we will see Mikey Benham I'm sure in the future in the main race the winner in GT3 perhaps not much of a doubt about it with about 10 minutes to go Maurizio Mediani in the number 50 one spirit of race Ferrari and his co-driver now joins Nick Damon. Christoph Ulrich, congratulations, a, uh, a great win. Unbelievable well, uh, and without words. Uh, it's so great, I mean every time you win a race is fantastic but winning in Le Mans, the most legendary track, the most famous race in the world, if, even if it's not the 24 hour, even if it's just a support race, is um, without any words now it's fantastic i don't know what was harder the 30 minutes driving or the 30 minutes waiting for maori but he has done an amazing job <laughs>
you were in the car. Did you see the uh, the accident between the two other Ferraris that kind of paved your way for this victory? Uh, honestly, no, I haven't seen it. I was uh, quite busy with keeping my uh, wheels on the tarmac. So it were quite some close fights there also with the LMP3s. So, um, no, I haven't seen it. There was a lot of dust and uh, cars spinning around. <laughs> it was a big mess, yes, but luckily we survived. Well, Christoph, enjoy the podium. Thanks, mate. And back to Joe. Uh, walking down to the podium with and commiserations it is for John. John will keep walking as we talk. Um, it was a great job by you guys, second on the podium. It's hard to say, but you, you've got to be disappointed with that, I would imagine. Oh, I mean, look, I, I mean, we're back on the podium at Laval. I couldn't be more excited. That's, you know, five out of five podiums at this race. I mean, it's unbelievable. I love it. Um, you know, obviously, we wish we had the win today. We thought we had, uh, we had, thought we had the pace. Uh, the start was really crazy. And, um, you know, uh, Sean drove a hell of a race. We just didn't quite have the top line speed that we needed to, uh, to keep the 25 behind us. So, uh, you know, good job for them. And, uh, yeah, happy days. And it was a great call from the wall to bring you in when you did and put Sean right at the head of the field. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the guys, the guys behind the wall have always done a great job, and uh, yeah, they were counting down. They knew where I was, and uh, yeah, called me in as soon as possible to get uh, Mr. Ray Hall the speeding bullet in there. So, yeah, that was good. Great race, though, John. Thanks for talking to us. I'll let you go down to the podium now. John Fall in second place there with his teammate Sean Ray Hall. Yeah, and uh, Mikey Benham, who was uh, fair to say, it, 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 you know, just so, so happy, punching the air at every opportunity. Duncan Tappy, likewise, although he's still in the confines of the car, well, about, he's about to uh, release the belts and be able to be congratulated by his teammate, Mikey Benham. But we shouldn't uh, let that overshadow the victory in the GT3 category either, because they're all equal winners just uh, separate classes in the same race. The 51 Spirit of Race Machine, Christoph Ulrich, who we heard from, and Maurizio Mediani finishing the race in Ferrari 51. So. Great stuff. Yeah, it really was. And uh, a great uh, advertisement, I thought, for the Michelin Le Mans Cup too. Well, it's exactly, exactly what I was about to say. I'm sure there are people listening and watching trackside these cars and thinking, I wouldn't mind a bit of that. Well, the, the answer here is, compared to the great race to come, this is so much more accessible. And believe you me, if you fancy a bit of a go at this and you've got the time and you've got the budget, uh, go and have a chat with some of the teams in the support paddock. So located uh, on the inside of the circuit, down beyond the main uh, hospitality pavilions on the run up to the Fortune Cane, they will surely happily take a moment to have a chat about what you need to do to get involved in this. LMP3 racing just been great racing all season. And in fact, the last two or three seasons we've had it, Johnny, it's been a privilege to watch uh, some of these guys develop and uh, loving Mike Benham and Duncan Tappy's response. They've been together now for, what, three seasons? This means an awful lot to them. Raw emotion at the moment. Love it. Still three rounds to come, by the way, and the more conventional setup, which is two-hour affairs with a pit stop window between 55 and 65 minutes, and they will take place during the European Le Mans Series weekends at the Red Bull Ring in July, at Spa in September, and then in Portimao in October. So plenty more to look forward to in the championship. 
Uh, of course, this is sort of a standalone event as well, being the Road to Le Mans event. And one of the main reasons for people to sign up to the championship is that you get a couple of support races on the bill. And rather than it being a rotating support package, they're here every single year. Just a quick mention, by the way, we said uh, if you're watching trackside, keep an eye on some of these cars running from the back. We mentioned young Christian Olsen starting from the very back of the field and rather stymied in his uh, race to the front uh, with that uh, that safety car but Alex Capardia by the flag made it up to 12th position from I think they started 48th or 49th so a cracking run there from the number 76 Securia Cost Nielsen car wonderful stuff so plenty to look forward to elsewhere in the championship as to say full coverage here on Mobile One Radio Le Mans 91.2 FM for the rest of the season but a tremendous uh, race that which kept us guessing till the very end and Duncan Tappy coming home victorious with Mikey Benham and they are in the championship for the full year as well so crucial to get half championship points for that event a double dose of 55 minute encounters uh, we look forward to for next year as well on the Thursday and the Saturday of race week Leonard Hugenboom and his teammates who led the championship coming into this with uh, Jens Pettersen that was still have scored good championship points it was a fourth place today uh, the one thing the one that they will be ruining is where they finished in yesterday's race because they were way down in the end for car number three so some a little bit of ground to make up as far as that's concerned but Good points on Thursday for Euro International. The big winners, for my money, are United Autosports. They're not championship regulars. They are in the ELMS, though, in the LMP3 category within the European Le Mans series. This is a nice little bit of racing to supplement their main season, though, and proving just how good a combination they are. Finishing in fifth position was the 40 machine for Graf Racing, and congratulations to Adrian Schiller, together with his teammate, uh, Marc-Antoine Danilou, and in the GT3 category, it was Spirit of Race to take the victory from Kessel. And in fact, Kessel went completing the podium as well. We didn't mention a lot about the 50 car driven by Ollie Hancock and John Hartshorn. Congratulations to all. They now head to the podium. And that is it for our coverage of the Road to Le Mans. But plenty more to look forward to, including in about 10 minutes time, an interview with Porsche's Frank Valliser. And also the build-up to the main race, the 86th edition of the 24 Hours of Le Mans, which begins at 1.30 with our countdown to green ahead of a three o'clock start. Thanks to Graham Goodwin. Thanks to Joe Bradley and Nick Damon down in the pit lane providing the Forza Motorsport pit lane reports. I'm Johnny Palmer. Bye for now. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMans.com.